Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, June 3rd, 2023, and this is day 1900 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for making us brand new after we accept you as our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to get our priorities straight and understanding that we are ambassadors of the King, that we represent the kingdom of heaven here on this earth. I thank you, Lord, for giving us a new revelation and understanding of what that looks like and how we should go about representing the kingdom of God. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I am so happy you are with us. Uh, today's message is living the kingdom life living the kingdom life. We're going to be coming out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. Then we're going to jump over to Romans 12 and 2. <clears throat> I just want to give you a little bit of a background as to how we represent the kingdom of God here on earth. And I am going to be sourcing a lot of my information today, of course, out of the Bible, but also out of a book by Dr. Miles Monroe, uh, called Understanding the Kingdom and uh, Understanding uh, Kingdom Principles, which is a phenomenal book. And Dr. Miles Monroe and his wife uh, gone on to be with the Lord several years ago. Well, not that long ago, but maybe about eight years, maybe or seven years ago. Uh, but he's written lots of books, which I do have, and I've listened to many of his uh, teachings, and uh, they line right up with the Word of God. So let's get started. We're going to come out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting uh, at verse 17. And it says, this is Paul speaking, and he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So here's what it says in my commentary. Christians are brand new people on the inside. The Holy Spirit gives them new life. They are not the same anymore. We are not reformed, rehabilitated, or re-educated. We are recreated new creations living in vital union with Christ. At conversion, we are not merely turning over a new leaf. We are beginning a new life. <clears throat> we are beginning a new life under a new master. And that is Jesus Christ. All right. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. <laughs> All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So thinking about that, how we reconcile. So God brings us back to himself, which is reconciling us to him by blotting out our sins. 
and making us righteous. We are no longer God's enemies or strangers or foreigners to him when we trust in Christ because we have been reconciled to God. We have the privilege of encouraging others to do the same. And thus, we are those who have the ministry of reconciliation. You know, have you ever uh, 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 gone through something or experienced something and you can't wait to share it with someone else, right? And you can't wait for them to get the same thing that you got. You may have gone out shopping and found a great deal. And you're like, ah, I got to make sure to share this with my homies or with my homegirl, with my bestie or whoever. I got to make sure to share that with them. The same here. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation because we see how good it is to be reconciled back to God. So we want to do it. Do the same with others. Verse 19, that God, so Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Mm, Let's think about that. As an ambassador, we bring the values, we bring the principles of the kingdom of God to earth as an ambassador, as though God, so, okay, so we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, talking about Jesus, so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Glory be to God. We are now righteous, which means that we are in right standing with God. We are made right through God. So Romans 12, let me go over there to Romans 12 and 2. And Paul is teaching here and he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So us discovering the priority of the kingdom. And the priority of the kingdom is, you know, uh, the ministry of reconciliation and being ambassadors of Christ. And in order to do this, we must Uh, Take on the mind of Christ. We cannot do this in our own flesh. Absolutely not. (laughs) But when we begin to represent the kingdom after being saved, ah, now we're walking in the righteousness of Christ. Now now we are able to share uh, the love of Jesus with others. Now I'm going to start. Let me just share this one point with you um, that one of the things I thought about when God gave me this message was as a kid, one of the things that was put in us, you know, just really drilled into our minds is that wherever we go, we represent our family. We represent the family name. And when one hurts, we all hurt. Basically, if somebody in our family 
gets into a fight or something happens, someone picks on them in school, we as a family member must take a stand for them and with them. And if we come home and it is found out that we did not do that, <laughs> we get in trouble. That is That was the importance and how valuable it was to represent the family name. So now think about this. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Now we represent the kingdom of God. So now it is our responsibility uh, to take a stand for what is right and not uh, buckle under to the world system. So now I'm going to share some information out of Dr. Miles Monroe's book, some of the information that I gathered there. And he says, the greatest secret to living effectively on earth is understanding the principle and power of priorities. Our life is the sum total of all the decisions we make every day. And those decisions are determined by our priorities. So the priority should be uh, God, God's mission for us, his good and perfect will. How we use our time every day eventually defines our lives. Life was designed to be simple, not complicated. And the key to simplifying life is prioritization. Identifying the correct and right priority of life is the key to a successful and fulfilled life. So then, what is the principle and concept of priority? So let's get an understanding of what that is. And this is something that we talked about in our Bible study Wednesday night as well. So priority is defined as the principal thing. Putting first things first, establishing the most important thing, primary focus, placing in order of importance, placing highest value and worth upon, first among all others. So what are your type priorities? Begin to think about that, even list them. What do you spend most of your time doing? These are things that we need to think about and then make sure that once we get an understanding of that, now, does it understand, does it uh, line up with the principles of God? All right. So next, if our priorities determine the quality of life and dictate all of our actions and behavior, then is essential that we understand and identify our priorities. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but life without a purpose, life with wrong priorities. Life's greatest challenge is in what to do. The greatest mistake in life is to be busy, but not effective. Life's greatest failure is to be successful in the wrong assignment. Success in life is measured by the effective use of one's time. How are you using your time? It's something you can never get back once it's lost, once you do away with it. Are you doing things just because it, it looks good, it's the status quo, this is what everybody else is doing? Are we doing it because this is what God has given us to do? Is anyone struggling with the challenge of knowing what to do at this time of your life? 
Time is the true measure of life. In fact, time is the currency of life. How you spend your time determines the quality of your life and death. You become whatever you buy with your time. Think about that. Always be aware that everything and everyone around you is buying for your time. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Hey, mom, I need this or daddy, I need that or, you know, and that's okay. Those are our children. That's part of our responsibility, raising them up also to be ambassadors of Christ. But then there may be outside influences taking us away from doing those things that we should be doing uh, in our home or uh, as we are outside of our home representing Christ. Your time is important because your time is your life. And the key to effective use of your time is establishing correct priorities. First things first. I'll never forget last year while uh, doing trainings for my old job and along with doing Transition Zone. Uh, I remember God saying, stop doing the trainings for my old job. I love doing those trainings and and they paid me uh, well for doing them. And I felt like, well, I need to get that pay to help compensate for what I may not have been getting through T-Zone. And the Lord said, that is not your priority. That is not my priority for you in building the kingdom. And, uh, and you know, and as a part of it, was teaching youth and giving all of my time to that. So I did. I stepped down and I told them, thank you for the opportunity. I had done that for over a year. And I said, I need to now focus 100% on T-Zone. And let me tell you something. It was the best thing I could have ever done. And I loved it because my old boss understood that. It was no pushback. It was nothing like that. And I and I had to, even if it was, I still would have had to stand firm on what God had given me to do. The next point he brings out is when your priorities are correct, you preserve and protect your life. Correct priority is the principle of progress because when you establish your priority according to your purpose and goals, when your progress is then your progress is guaranteed. Correct priority protects your time. Think about that. That's exactly what I had to protect my time. And that is why I had to get things in priority as to what assignments I needed to focus on. When you set the right priorities, then you use your time for intentional purposes. Your time is not abused or wasted. Correct priority protects your energy. Have you ever been so worn out? Let's say you've got a gig, you've got a job, and maybe you don't have things organized. You know, so you don't have things in priority. You know, you don't, you, the first things first. Like for me, I may have a stack of papers and and it takes me longer to go through them to find one thing. So I have to first get that in order, get those things filed and in an orderly fashion so that I'm not wasting my time going through paper after paper and wasting my energy. Correct priority protects your talent and your gifts. Correct priority protects your decisions. Ah, correct priority protects your discipline. Correct priority simplifies your life. We can make our life extremely complicated 
Think about your job, your business, your career, whatever it is you're doing. If you um, waste time <laughs> driving you know, the extra long route to get to that location, you wasted time when you know there's a shorter way to do it. It makes it much simpler, right? <laughs> if you know, when I go to do this job, say you're a doctor and you know, hey, in order for me to do this surgery, I need to make sure I have an anesthesiologist on hand, right? So if you know this and you don't get that lined up and get everything organized, then you wasted time. You go into surgery and then you can't do the surgery because there's no anesthesiologist. <laughs> you know, so you got to keep your priorities straight and 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 recognize that it takes more energy when we don't. Failure to establish correct priority causes you to waste your two most important commodities, your time and your energy. Many times we're worn out because <laughs> we've not established priorities. When your priorities are not correct, you will find yourself busy with the wrong things, majoring on the minor, doing the unnecessary, or, be, or becoming preoccupied with the unimportant. I'll never forget when I had a business that God blessed me with called Serving Clean, and we did staffing for parties. We did hospitality staffing. And I've shared this story with many of you before, but it's time to share it again. <laughs> I'll never forget. We had a nice gig with the Chamber, Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. And this was several years ago. Um, and they had us do staffing for their monthly networkings. And it was hundreds of people that were there. And then one day they said, hey, Jackie, do you all do bartending? And I'm always up for the challenge. You're like, no, but we can. <laughs> no, but I'll figure out how. And it was extremely lucrative to do the bartending. And so we began doing that bartending. And uh, it was just beer and wine. And we were able to... Um, serve the people free alcohol, okay? So when they came to that networking, and one of the things that I noticed is we were serving them the beer and alcohol. Many people may think, well, you can't get drunk off of that. Well, you can, uh, depending on how many of them you drink. And so I noticed while serving the people that some of the same people were coming back over and over again. And each time they came up for another drink, they were getting more and more drunk and out of sorts. Their whole demeanor was changing. And I could see the progression of it as they came back more and more. And I felt in my spirit, I could hear God saying, what are you doing? This is not lining up with your gifts and your talents. This is not the priority that I have for you. Because you see, this is not of God. <laughs> this is not of the kingdom. And I had a decision to make. I was so convicted because I knew it did not line up with the will of God. It did. I was not being a good ambassador for Christ, standing there helping people to get drunk. And I could feel it weighing on my heart. And I let the chamber know, uh, you know, the following month or so 
that we will no longer be serving alcohol. We will no longer be doing bartending, but thank you, but no thank you. And we stopped and that was one of the best decisions I could have ever made because I was now on the correct trajectory for Christ. I was standing in righteousness now. I am representing my daddy, my father. I am uh, heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so if I'm going to be doing his will and representing him and with the ministry of reconciliation, winning others to Christ, hey, I better be about my father's business and I best know how to keep things in priority. What about you? What is God showing you? Have you uh, wasted your best commodity, uh, your time and your energy? Has it been zapped by the world trying to dictate to you what to do? God is saying, get it back on track. He's right there waiting on you. He's been telling you now it's time to just take action and begin to make the changes and adjustments so that you are lining up with the will of God. Now, if you don't know him, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, (laughs) you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You have been reconciled back to the Father. Oh, glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And if you don't have a church home, please join us tomorrow at Destiny Life Center, directly across the street from the Chief Stadium. And uh, where Pastor Cynthia Kivett uh, leads uh, the ministry there, and she does an amazing job. So please join us 10 a.m. All right, and don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness, along with DIY projects. And we start on Monday from 12 to 4. That session is full, but if you are interested in enrolling your youth 10 to 18 years old, please check us out for the second session that starts July 24th through August 11th. We would love to have your your young person. Uh, So we thank you all very much for your donations and for your prayers and your support. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.